listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. That is right. We are back. Noah has rejoined us. The Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast has reformed. Thank God. It's like the Young Bucks rejoining the elite. Noah is back. Uh, but we thank, oh, too sweet me, brother. Fine. Uh, but we thank Justin and Dylan for standing in the last two weeks from over on the Nerds of Wrestling page. Remember, they are starting their new game show very soon. We will have more info on that. Oh, speak of the devil. There he is, Mr. Dylan himself coming in. They will have their game show very soon. Uh, so we are very excited to see that. But yes, welcome back, Noah. It is great to have you back on the show. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm you know happy to be back. Thank you for the welcome, Tyler. Thank you for the welcome, Dylan. And thank you for helping Tyler out there, Dylan. When I was out and I was out and away doing some stuff with Scouts, as you all know, big, big uh, member of the uh, Scouts, right? Scouts BSA or the Boy Scouts of America. And yep. I had a couple training weekends gearing up for this summer. So we're back. Training is ready to go, ready to offer a great program this summer. But this morning, we're here to offer some great cross of wrestling entertainment. So. More content as it pertains to wrestling. So we do want to remind you all that we are indeed streaming live on our Facebook page, the Cross and Wrestling Entertainment Facebook page, on YouTube, on the Bard and Cross Entertainment YouTube channel. You can go subscribe over there, hit that bell, get the notifications. Or on Twitch on the T-Bard 5195, you could give me a follow or subscribe if you'd like to, and you will get those notifications when we go live. Join the conversation. Be part of it. As I was telling Noah as he was gone, Tony Khan was on the dang show two weeks ago. It was wild. We got to talk to the owner of AEW. How wild is that? Uh, so you can be part of that conversation too. If you just join us there and you can also find us anywhere that you find your favorite podcast. So if you can't listen live, but still want to listen to the show, just head on over to wherever you like. I personally listen back to the show on Spotify so you can watch it there or not watch it, but listen to it there. If you want to see our beautiful faces, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, especially Noah's beautiful face. Look at it. Look at that face. Look at that. Ew, no, I can't stop. I can't stop. It's too beautiful. Uh, so I do want to also remind you guys that we are not a market substitute for AEW's Dynamite. Please make sure you go watch Dynamite every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, especially this last week's episode. Mm. My God, it started off, Noah, with a bang. We had Kenny Omega and MT Nakazawa versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. I do want to address a little bit of an elephant in the room before we start talking about this. Um, there's been this spiraling uh, hatred for Tony Khan lately uh, about this event that the first half was taped and the second half was live. Um, but they did clear it up. It was told to the people who were buying the tickets that this was going to be the case. Um, this happens all the time at wrestling shows that are big like this. Um, I, I can remember, was it the 1000th episode of raw or the 5th, 1100th episode of raw where they were at two different venues. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that was just, Oh my God, those, those fans were less than pleased. Yeah. Um, but everything was already put on the table. Does it suck a little bit that they had to watch most of the night on a television? All right. Yeah, that's that's not fun. But I think Tony Khan handled it very well, offered them refunds if they were unsatisfied with the show and gave them a discount for this coming week's show, mm -hmm. which also is going to be a banger of a show. So make sure you all stay tuned. Uh, I just wanted to cover that. We like to be fair over here uh, and we don't want to just brush controversy under the rug. So we'll sure. always talk about it. And going off of that very quickly, because I, I recall multiple times being at like a WWE house show, for example, and people in my section or around me or people that I met there uh, thought that it was like raw television 
you know, or they thought oh, it was going to be no, a yeah. aired show. Um, even though it's, you know, clearly it's a house show. Like, the point right. is just go watch some wrestling and have a good time. So this isn't the first time people just haven't paid attention. Uh, I, I'm not it's even gonna obviously going to get more attention because yeah, it's AEW. Exactly. I'm not even going to say read the fine print because they literally advertise that it's not going to be on TV. Right. You know, so. how the hell would it be? I mean, they yeah. have to construct that cage mm -hmm. and that cage was stationary. It wasn't one that lowered in, mm -hmm. in height. It just was there. Um, so I, I you probably should have figured that out when you went into the arena and noticed the ring already set up with a cage around it. Mm -hmm. But it is what it is. Those fans were still very hype. The ones in attendance, that was a great crowd. Uh, and they're going to have another great crowd on Wednesday coming up. But let us get into some action. Like I said, we had Don Moxley and Eddie Kingston versus Kenny Omega and Nakazawa. Uh, Nakazawa and Don Callis actually made their way to the ring to kick off the show. The latter claiming that Kenny, Kenny Omega was not able to compete tonight and therefore Nakazawa would compete on his own. I was like, oh, this doesn't sound so bad. This could actually be pretty funny. Um, as John Moxley and Eddie Kingston made their way to the ring for the advertised match, Omega would attack the babyfaces from behind. A brief onslaught by the heels on Kingston came to a sudden end as Moxley entered the ring and teed off on the opposition. The fight spilled to the floor where Moxley pounded away at Omega and Kingston unloaded on Nakazawa. Back in the ring, Nakazawa choked away at Kingston while Omega joined him, uh, joined in from the ring apron. The heels worked over Kingston, cutting him off from his partner until a knife edge chop. Oh, and by the way, the knife edge chop that happened. Oh, God. Mm. It was just one of those that was like, oh, oh, God. It just shook your whole body from the AEW world champion, seemingly woke him back up. Kingston threw chops back at Omega until an enziguri halted his momentum. Kingston made the tag to Moxley, who exploded into the match and took the fight to Nakazawa. Mox punished him, dropping him with a pile driver. Omega broke up the pin, but the babyfaces forced him to the floor. Mox applied the rear naked choke to Nakazawa, while Kingston dared Omega to get back in the ring. The world champ walked out on his friend, leaving Moxley and Omega to deliver a half-and-half -half finisher for the win. After the match, however, the Young Bucks appeared and provided a distraction that allowed the Good Brothers to attack. The heels beat the victors down, leaving the leaving them lying in time for Omega to saunter his way back to the ring, and the champion delivered a one-winged angel to Kingston and pinned him while one of his cohorts mockingly counted to three. Uh, another great way to start off AEW. Um, they absolutely keep killing it with these opening matches, and they finally... It, this is a, a miracle, Noah. You haven't been on for a few weeks, but for the last three weeks in a row, we have started with Hangman Page. Uh, so this is the f a, a miracle. They finally have strayed away from Hangman Page and have put a tag team back on. Um, I think this storyline is getting a little bit tired. Mm, okay. um, and then I, I think these and wow, right as I say that in comes Dylan saying that this storyline <laughs> needs to end. Um, I think it's just really tired. They really need to find a way to get Mox off television for a little bit yeah. so that when he comes back, he can be uh, go back after the title or go back after yeah. go maybe go after Darby uh, for his title or whoever's holding the title. We don't know who, who will be holding it. Um, I just think it's getting stale. I'm kind of done with it. Uh, yeah. And it just feels really like they're trying to put a Band-Aid on a storyline that ended poorly mm -hmm. with that uh, exploding barbed wire match uh Ex and they just need exploding. to just exactly they just need to put some super glue on it and hope that it heals over time uh and just leave it alone because right now it's festering yeah. and it's disgusting and what? i just but the match was good 
Sure, but that's the thing. Sure, the matches are going to be good. They're good wrestlers. That's not the point. Right. The point is they've just been hitting the repeat button too many times. Exactly. Like, exactly. We, we called this the Sheamus versus Cesaro is what we called it last <laughs> time. <laughs> that's incredible. Um, but that's the truth. They're just hitting the repeat, repeat button too many times. And like we get it. They're both good. We get it. They're, they're going to have good matches. They're both polarizing figures. Yeah. But it has gotten to a point where it's like, just let it, let them do other things for a little mm -hmm. bit. So that way in a year from now, when you need another well match, as we'll call it, you can go to the well and go to Moxley and Kenny again. Cause right. we know they're going to do it again at some point in the future. Of course. Right? I mean, um, I, if this company is planning to be any sort of legitimate, they'll face each other 20 times. This is um, happened, right? So we're going to see them face each other for the next, however many years, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Moxley won't be around for more than 10 years uh, at this point with the way his body is, but uh he he's they're gonna be a guy who they're gonna be two guys who will face each other many many times so they will have many marquee matches in the future yes absolutely so but no uh no, speaking of I another one that's been kind of tiring and i've just kind of been getting sick of the storyline um we've got these guys would you like to take it away for cody rhodes and qt marshall yes i love calling cody matches this is great cody's the man uh, every uh, time cody there's rhodes, a cody match i try to put it in that spot for you well, I appreciate it. I noticed that uh, Britt Baker's next. A little disappointed, but it's all right. Um, Cody Rhodes, <laughs> <laughs> Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall, and then it seems here Soprio Sky and Ethan Page assault Darby Allen. We'll get to that after. So Cody Rhodes attack QT Marshall from the opening bell, looking to avenge the shock, shocking betrayal that fractured their friendship beyond repair. He pummeled his opponent, and Arn Anderson got in. Um, Getting out in on the fun until referee Bryce Rensburg oh, yeah. sent that the enforcer funny. packing. So giving him the all ejection there. See ya. You love to see it. Um, Marshall dominated the action through the commercial break, but Cody fought back after. He dropped QT with a DDT and looked for the Cody cutter, but Marshall countered and delivered his opponent's own crossroads finisher when Rhodes kicked out. Marshall delivered a buckle bomb and tied for a, I'm sorry, tried for a pile driver. After a series of reversals, Rhodes delivered the move, but could only keep his opponent down for two. The physically, yeah. the physicality intensified until Rhodes offered to help his former friend to, to his feet. When Marshall flipped him the bird, a pissed-off American Nightmare applied the figure four leg lock for the W. Damn. You love to yeah. see it. Disrespect. Disrespect. It was intense. That, that, like the end of the match was actually really intense. And I, when he kicked out of the crossroads, I nearly spit my drink out. I was like, <laughs> "Wow, okay, they're giving QT that much." All right, mm, all right. Hey, is is Cody already getting into that John Cena syndrome? Like the AA, the AA just does nothing. Like you need like eight of them. I think they can't do it. They can't because of how they treat Kenny. They can't have another person who is just their finisher is unbeatable. I mean, and honestly, it's a cutter. And it's not the RKO. No. no. So uh, I will just say, let it go. Kenny, if any move is going to have that that aura of that one gorgeous. and done, it's got to be the one way angel. He I even mean. put it. He cut it on on uh, Kingston, and it was gorgeous. And mm -hmm. Kingston's massive, mm -hmm. so it was. I mean, of course, yeah. But yeah, Cody, I, I was shocked because of just who he put it in on on, on QT Marshall yeah. uh, and QT by himself with no interference, kicked out of it. Yeah. After the match, Anthony Ogogo hit the ring and blasted Rhodes oh, yeah. with a shot to the midsection. He proceeded to bury him underneath the onion. That was really cool. The onion Jack. Union. Union, excuse me. God, Elsewhere, what are you? You don't understand England? Dude, I woke up so early. You know I was up late. I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Elsewhere, Alex Marvarez interviewed Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page about their attack on Sting and Darby Allen a week ago. The TNT champion interrupted and brawled with the heels until the numbers game proved too great. The heels sent Allen crashing down a flight of stairs, concrete stairs, ladies and gentlemen, may I add. The medical staff arrived on the scene to close out the segment. No, it was nasty. He could have gone Darby, way further, too. Darby Allen just likes to do things. Hey, Ovi, good to bones. see you. I am, no, I am like they dragged the man behind a car. Like they literally dragged the man behind a car. Yeah, like, no, he, well, that one's hard to believe, but yeah, they, he's, he's insane. And that could have gone so much worse. If he rolled another three inches, he had another flight of stairs right behind him. Yeah. So he was very lucky that that didn't happen. Um, and you know him, he would have, he would have sold the hell oh, out of that. Absolutely. If he managed, if he went down another staircase, he'd have been like, absolutely. all right, well, here we go. He this really is, is. Dylan. Dylan has put it best. He is a, a sucker for punishment. Mm -hmm. He really is all about that crazy stuff, which is why we saw him with, uh, Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O and people like that, who just constantly mm -hmm. have beat for the, their whole career have just beat the holy hell out of themselves. Yeah. Uh, so I love Darby. I think he is oh, a yeah, great wrestler. Absolutely. We've seen him. We've both seen him live. Uh, mm -hmm. And he he is, even though he's small, he's someone who I wouldn't approach and start a fight with. Nope. Because I know he would, even though I'm double, maybe triple his size, he would kick my <laughs> ass. Uh, and I'm not about it. Um, someone who definitely couldn't kick my ass and neither could her pencil boyfriend. Uh, the blood and guts. Excuse uh, me. You, take, you, you do not disrespect Dr. Britt Baker DMD. <laughs> Okay. Listen, I'll have you know. Every time I disrespected Britt Baker uh, on the last two episodes, uh, Justin and Dylan came to her defense. So you were not good. You were not missed for that. Every time good. I went after Britt Baker, she had plenty of backup. Um, but we, <laughs> Ao is right, Dylan. Yeah, take that, Adam Cole. You, that's someone I could beat up. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, had a match against Julia Hart. It was. Not much of a match, more of a uh, beatdown is a good way to put it. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker DMD made her way to the ring for the match against the young Julia Hart just moments after learning she would challenge Karushita for the AEW Women's Championship at double or nothing. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Baker absolutely, I have one bullet point. Baker absolutely dominated this match, wiping Hart out with the spling, spling, sling blade. Early and applying to the lockjaw for the submission victory. This match was literally two seconds, and it is disgusting that this woman is going to have a title shot. Her matches last two seconds, and the ones that go longer than two seconds, she loses. I don't understand it. Why are you clapping? Listen, I'm clapping because this was absolute domination by Britt Baker. She went into that match and she just beat the hell out of her opponent. Yeah, I mean, well. Julia Hart is, should just hang up her boots. Like, <laughs> retire today. Like, you should have retired after the match Wednesday. Five stars. I agree with you, Dylan. I'd even go six you. stars. I think if this match was in the Tokyo Dome, ten stars. Uh, absolutely incredible bout. You Britt know what? Baker Send Dylan the link. I'm going to produce and you guys can talk about Britt Baker, all right? Uh, Britt Baker absolutely killed it, and it is a, all I can say is now that she has a, a title match against Hikaru Shida, it is about damn time you give Britt Baker a championship opportunity. Actually, no, screw that. It is about damn time they finally came to their senses and realized that Britt Baker deserves a championship opportunity. 
I just, I literally can't be more elated. Finally, finally, Britt Baker is going to become the AW Women's Champion, as she should have been from day day one. Day one. Like, they you are know, way late to the My number one rule about picking for the women's title matches is always pick against Hikaru Shida. I'll tell you one thing. For double or nothing, I'm picking Hikaru Shida. Uh, because <laughs> Britt Baker not only shouldn't be the champion, she doesn't even deserve to be the number one contender. I'm telling you because right now, I always pick Hikaru Shida. Britt Baker's winning that match. You No, she doesn't deserve it. She doesn't deserve the title. Right, listen... I don't. I don't want to. You know what? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be slightly nice. I could have been real mean right there, but I held she back. Is a learned doctor. Uh, okay. Good. So then go back to your office and fix teeth. All right. <laughs> You'll probably make more money fixing teeth than you will in the professional wrestling business. Oh, what the true. hell are you doing here? <laughs> um, but she's, I'll tell you she's, what we're she's having doing here. dominating matches. Okay, I'm sorry. Don't. Mm, yeah. What we're doing here is we're building a network. At CMG, we have an incredible network growing here with sports media and other media of all sorts. You can find lots of other podcasts here on the Clovercrest Media Network. So just bear with us for a moment as we show you some of the things that you can find here in Clovercrest. Looking for a casual baseball podcast to listen to? Well, Baseball with the Bard, presented by Clovercrest Media, has just what you're looking for. Tyler Bard and Noah Cross cover a wide range of happenings in the MLB and then dive into a deep focus on the Red Sox and Yankees. Join us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for your weekly dose of Baseball with the Bard. Welcome to Ivy League Murders. On this podcast, we focus on cases affiliated with the Ivy League, exploring the darker side of higher education. What happens when genius becomes evil? My name is Sarah Alcorn. I'm a Harvard graduate, and I've been a private investigator since 1999. Join me and longtime crime diva, Laura McDonald, for Ivy League Murders. Attention all basketball fans, CMG Sports presents the Posting Up Podcast, where Lucas Boldick, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay discuss the latest news and topics throughout the NBA. So, if you have a love for basketball, make sure you check out the Posting Up Podcast, live every Tuesday and Saturday on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also available for download on every podcast platform. It's off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the Tiger? High fly ball, right field. Grossman back, track, wall, see ya! Into the second deck, a grand slam the other way for Aaron Judge, and the Yankees are pouring it on. For the latest news throughout the sports world, tune in to Sports Talk with R&J every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Rocky Hill Accountants offers a unique, low-pressure approach to professional and personal services, which is why they have an excellent client retention rate and are extremely proud of the high-quality services that their firm provides. The executive team at Rocky Hill Accountants has over 35 years of combined experience in income tax preparation, bookkeeping, accounting, and IT crypto tax. They specialize in individual income tax preparation, as well as trusts, estates, and gift tax returns, 
The tax deadline for individuals is May 17th. If you're one of the 50 million Americans who still hasn't filed, visit RockyHillAccountants.com. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. I crossed up by Colby, well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. But Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't make my I, I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Oh, Ray. This could still be a dub for you, though, if we pull this off, and I'm very high up. Rando, Rando, fell too. Rando's out? Mm hmm. Oh, I didn't see that either. You just have much land left. Got it. got it. Oh, there you go. Dub. Peace. With a dub to end of the stream. With Hell one yes. minute left. There you one go. One minute Good left stuff. in our time, right before the time run. What can I say? We're having a lot of fun over here in Clovercrest. So many incredible podcasts that you can watch. And a big shout out to the Rocky Hill Accountants for being our new sponsor here in CMG. Thank you so much for joining us in the Clovercrest Media Network. And that clip, Noah, that was a lot of fun. That was the celebration clip uh, for my 12-hour stream I had for reaching 200 followers over on Twitch and so many subscribers now. We're on the quest mm. to 300 now. Uh, and we have something planned if we hit that 300. So everyone, just just stick around. You might hear something. Noah might be a part of it. Who knows? Maybe Dylan mm-hmm. and Justin get in on it. We might do something. Who knows? Maybe I'll do something wacky and crazy. Only way you'll know is if you follow me over on Twitch and you can see the celebration. That's T-Bard5195. Remember, we are, in fact, streaming on Facebook, on the uh, Crossroom Wrestling Entertainment page, on YouTube, on the Bard and Cross Entertainment channel, and as we said on Twitch, on the T-Bard5195 channel. We also want to remind you, you can find our podcast wherever it is that you find your favorites. Mine personally is Spotify, but you can find it wherever you like to look. And please remember that we are not a market substitute for AEW's Dynamite. You can watch Dynamite every single week, Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You don't want to miss it because if you didn't watch this last episode, oh my gosh, did you miss a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Speaking of action, Noah, we were kicking it off with this next one. I was very excited for it when we were going into it. Mm-hmm. It didn't exactly live up to the hype that I wanted, but would you mind taking it away for this next yeah, match, sir? Absolutely, as we had the four-way tag team eliminator match where we saw the acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Max Caster, Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus, the Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison, and SCU, Frankie Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels battled in a four-way tag team el- eliminator match for the right to challenge the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team Championships in a week. So two weeks in a row, a lot of action for one team who's going to be taking the W. Lightning quick action, undoubtedly the result of time constraints, saw things break down fairly quickly with each team hitting signature moves down the stretch. 
Pillman, wearing his legendary father's tights in tribute, took the fight to Kazarian late and nearly scored the, an upset victory for his team. Daniels appeared and delivered the best moonsault ever, though earning the win for SCU. And that's literally all we have for that match. As It you was so see, short. It time was, was so short. To be fair, the main event was, you know, like a decade. So right. they had to save the time and they must have realized, you know, like, oh, we don't have a lot of time for this. So, yeah, Which no, is sad. They definitely, it's it is sad because I, I wish they would have just eliminated Britt Baker's match and had more time for this Excuse because Britt, Britt Baker's match also lasted two minutes. And That's if we true. could have just taken those two minutes and made this a four minute match spot fest, as we called the last week uh, spot fest between um, who was it? Co- uh, QT and uh Oh no, it was the Young Bucks and um, Matt and Mike, which was also a spot fest. Um, I mean, we I think we all knew SCU was going to win. They've kind of set a barrier up where there's absolutely zero chance that SCU mm-hmm. ever loses a match until they're not going to be a tag team anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so are they going to win next week? Hell no. Hell no. Um, unless there's some sort happen? of unless there's some sort of interference. Uh, I don't see any way for them to beat the Young Bucks. Um, but crazier things have happened, like you said. Um, and we had an a, a interview that was a little bit crazy going on in the night. We had Kenny Omega uh, before the main event coming out to the ring to be interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Uh, he introduced the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, uh, as well as the champion of Impact. And, uh, God, he really has just become the belt collector mm-hmm. uh, seconded by MT Nakazawa and announced that next week, the top ranked competitors, Pac and orange Cassidy will battle for the right to challenge him for a title at double or nothing. Omega put over the idea of a match with Pac, even reminding the audience that he has lost to him on more than one occasion. This brought out Cassidy whom Omega disrespected and downplayed as a threat before taking his sunglasses away and giving them to Nakazawa, which that segment was super cringy. Uh, after the break, Miro would appear, would approach Shivani and reveal that he has a contract for a TNT championship match against Darby Allen next week, and he vowed to win it no matter how many risks Allen takes. We might finally have someone who can beat Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, if... If he, oh, I can't imagine Darby Allen cleanly pinning Miro. Yeah. It ha, like there has to be something that happens for him. To, like Kip Sabian's got to get involved or something like that. Because last we saw of Kip Sabian, Miro left him lying. Um, so I'm cheering for Darby, but I have a feeling that Miro might actually get a belt around his waist or a championship. Excuse me. We don't call them belts anymore. Um, but yes, I am very excited to see what happens, but Noah, um, I know you were doing some schoolwork, so you weren't quite ready when this event went live, but as this match was about to start, I texted you, Noah, turn your damn TV on because this looks incredible. Oops, wrong one. No, okay, we have the blood and guts match, the inner circle versus the pinnacle. Noah, would you like to take it away? Sure. I can do that for you. All right, buddy. Here we go. Get ready to hear me. Hear me go for a little bit here, folks. That's a long uh, one. The historic blood and guts match between the inner circle and the pinnacle teams go, uh, kicked off uh, with Sammy Guevara and Dax Hardwood representing their respective teams. Guevara bloodied his opponent just in time for Sean Spears to enter, giving the pinnacle the one, 
a man advantage for two minutes. The Spanish god absorbed considerable punishment until Ortiz entered the ring, unloading on the heels. Uh, the bastard appeared. The bastard. Tyler, stop typing. Okay, thank you. The. Ah, <laughs> uh, where the heck were we now? Second one. Thank you. The Spanish god absorbed considerable punishment until Ortiz entered the ring, unloading on the heels. He blasted spears with the with a chair while the top rope uh, giving way to the Spanish fly by Guevara. <laughs> Cash that, Wheeler. that moment was so good. That yes. moment was so good. Was fantastic. This, this match had a lot gorgeous. of bangers. A lot of blank, a lot of bangers. I, oh, yeah, okay. I, I love uh Dylan says here, I love the use of blood, something you don't see every day now. I did think the blood was used a little early though. Immediate. I agree. Immediate blood. I agree. And was it on purpose? Mm. Who knows? I don't know. He took that chair shot. That was a mean chair shot. Yeah. Uh Cash Wheeler entered the for pinnacle next. Wiping out Guevara before joining Hardwood for an assisted brainbuster on Ortiz. Santana entered the fray next, firing away with hard rights, uh, right hands and uh, Uranagi on Wheeler. He launched himself at FTR, entering the break, but found himself slammed face first into the cage. Ouch. Wardlow entered, which big moment, right? I mean, big dude. Uh, entered the match for Pinnacle next and stood defiantly, daring Inner Circle to bring. Uh, the fight to him. He fended off attacks from Santana, Ortiz, and Guevara, tossing them aside like ragdolls or your younger siblings. Jake Hager entered next, tossing the pinnacle opponents around and delivering a Hager bomb to Wheeler. He applied the ankle lock to Spears, who tapped to no avail, because again, the match does not officially start until all men have entered. With Warlow back on his feet, Big Hager came face-to-face with his fellow heavyweight. They exchanged rights and lefts before Wardlow gained the upper hand, sending him into the solid steel cage. And Tyler's going to pick it up from here. Tag me in. Tag me in. I'll take over. Uh, Spears would hit the C4 on Guevara just as MJF became the final member of his team to enter the fight. With Pinnacle rolling, the mouthy heel taunted Chris Jericho from inside the steel structure. The cameras caught Wheeler pouring blood and putting over the barbarism of the contest. Jericho entered the match and the bell rang, meaning that things would end with a pinfall or submission, or if they just gave up. Uh, Le Champion produced Floyd, the baseball bat, bashing his opponents with it and chasing Spears up the cage, where he choked him with the weapon as the show headed to a picture-in-picture and commercial break. Which, by the way, Noah, can I just say, the amount of picture-in-pictures they had for this match ridiculous, infuriating. There were, there were like eight of them. Tyler, look at Dylan's latest comment because that literally is just everything that you, we just said. Uh, yeah. I also think this match caliber needs to have no commercials. Amen. Literally, there were so many commercials. And the biggest moment was that I thought was ruined was when Wardlow came in the ring and he was surrounded and there was no audio. We had no audio of the match. And I think that was a real shame. Um, so, but during the commercial break, Jericho fought MJF to the top of the cage while his teammates continued to dominate the action in the ring. The champion applied the walls of Jericho, but MJF refused to tap off. He caught Jericho with a low bro, low bro, low blow to force the break and then applied the salt of the earth arm bar. Jericho would once again fend off that pain, but MJF answered with a shot to the face with the dynamite diamond ring. He berated the now bloody Jericho on top of the cage and threatened to throw him off if the inner circle did not surrender. Guevara, in the name of saving his friend and mentor, 
did just that, bringing the match to a screeching halt. Then in typical heel fashion, MJF shoved him off anyways. Jericho took a massive bump through the stage. Um, you know, it was a crash pad and some particle boards, but yeah, uh, he fell, <laughs> he fell, he, he fell off the top of the cage and landed on the total steel uh, to end the show as MJF stood triumphantly atop of the cage. Uh, if they had just done a better job uh, and maybe just done cardboard with a black curtain, that uh, it would have looked way better. Mm -hmm. um, but the way they did it, it literally just looked like someone's science project folded on top of Chris Jericho. Um, it was unfortunate the way it looked at the end, but ultimately this match was incredible. That still had to hurt falling from that high. I don't care what you say. That had to hurt falling mm -hmm. from that high mm -hmm. up. Um, and Jericho really sold the hell out of it. Um, I think if I were to give one critique of, uh, of that moment and anything for AEW is they need their bigger moments to just look better. Um, they need to stop just planning and going with it. I feel like they're just like, yeah, crash pad, some particle, good, it'll be good. How about test it and see how it looks. And if you think it looks good, all right, go with it. But if you think some Mark fans like myself and a lot of people are, are going to notice it, maybe don't do that because uh, otherwise they're going to go. No I mean, you're putting other guys through glass and tacks and, and metal tables and bending uh, cutting boards and jumping off. Like you do crazy stuff. I think Jericho could have afforded one big bump. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the only critique I have of the match. But otherwise, holy hell, mm. this match was awesome. Were there a few botches? Of course, that's going to happen in any match that has 10 people in the ring. Mm -hmm. uh, so the ropes got bloody. The ropes got sweaty. A few botches by Sammy Guevara mainly, uh, but he was also a little rusty. He hasn't been in the ring for a little while. And he was um, also in the ring for a long time. And he was in the ring the longest, exactly. Uh, and and you're right, Dylan. People act like Jericho isn't over 50 years old. Uh, mm. he, I think 50, 51 maybe. Yeah. Uh, so he is of that age where if he takes a mean bump like that, that could be detrimental to his career. And people will say, well, they shouldn't have had him up there then. Uh, but you know, ultimately, this is entertainment. Remember that. Just remember it is entertainment in the late. We don't want to see anyone actually get hurt here. Um, if you want to see people actually get bloodied and beaten, go watch UFC and boxing and watch uh, Floyd Mayweather beat the hell out of Logan Paul or Jake Paul, whoever the hell it's going whoever to be. It is. Uh, whatever Paul brother it is, um, is going to get their ass kicked. If you want to see that, that's what you got to watch. We're here to see entertaining wrestling. Uh, and I think overall, this episode gets five stars. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know what? Yes. Britt Baker won. So five stars. Easy. <laughs> uh, I want Dylan back. I don't like, I, I hate this. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, obviously. But no, we have, uh, we had a great night that, that, oh, yeah, they really, was... really killed it. Um, and they really set up for next week, which isn't, I'm shocked. This wasn't the marquee episode mm. of like everyone get ready, but they really kind of just brushed over some of the stuff that's going to be happening, but we're going to make some predictions Noah, since it's a lot of incredible matches coming up first off Darby Allen with sting, obviously versus Miro for the TNT championship. Mm. Does Darby finally lose his belt? I'm going to have you go first. Oh, damn it. Um, 
I, I really don't want to see Darby lose. However, I really think that it's time for Miro to do something big and meaningful. So, yes, I think Miro will beat Darby Allen for the TNT Championship. I honestly think that somehow Darby is going to pull this off. And it looks like Dylan agrees with me. Um, it's not going to be clean. Exactly. Um, this match, but I don't think it's his fault that it won't be clean. I don't think Sting gets involved or one of Darby's buddies gets involved. Maybe Ethan Page gets involved and just makes the match a no contest. Mm. Maybe um, we get Kip Sabian involved. Penelope Ford gets involved. Someone is going to make it so the title doesn't change hands. Who wins the match? I don't know. But I think ultimately Darby walks away with the title. That's my prediction. Tar Darby will still be TNT champion by the end of that match. You still got to pick a winner. That's that's how you. That's how you okay. So if we're picking a winner, I'll take I'll take Miro because okay. someone's going to attack Darby Allen and Miro will get pissed off and beat the holy hell out of him. All right, all right. Um, it 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 does feel a little bit rushed. Dylan saying in the comments, but he has been on an absolute mean streak. So I understand why they put him in that position. Uh, I don't know if it's been a rush. I mean, he's been. They just had him playing video games with uh. Whatever his name is for the last how long, and he was his best Same man. Like that was literally the, the vein of his exist. The vein of his existence was being his best man. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it's he, they have to do something meaningful now. Like he's done that. They I had the wedding. Very happy if he gets the title. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. just have a feeling Darby is their poster child, and he, they don't want to get rid of these uh, every week matches yet. They don't want to yeah. get rid of the John Cena Open Challenge. Yes. Um, sure. So they're they're going to keep it for now. But I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Um, we also have the AEW World Championship Eliminator match. This has a chance to be the match of the night. Orange Cassidy versus Pac. Orange Cassidy ranked number one. Pac ranked number two in the rankings. Uh, Kenny Omega has taken his pick. He thinks Pac is going to win this match. Uh, it is very much up in the air for me. But I personally think, if I had to pick one right now, that Orange Cassidy is going to win this match because there is no reason for them to break up death triangle right now and have mm -hmm. uh, Pac, Pac go for a singles title. So that is why I'm taking the OC. Um, there is just no way. I just, I really want to see Cassidy versus Omega at the next pay-per-view and they could just, uh, you know, they would tear it up. Cassidy as much of a goofball as he is, is one of the better in ring performers in AEW right now. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with me? No, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And I also agree with you that OC freshly squeezed will beat this will win this match beat Pac and dude him versus Kenny that is just gold. Mm -hmm. Absolute gold and I'd absolutely love to see it. Yeah, me too. I'm with you there. We got the Young Bucks versus SCU for the AEW World Tag Team Champions. If SCU loses, they break up uh and are no longer a tag team. So, who are we taking here, Mr. Cross? The Young Bucks. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think unless there's some sort of dissension in the ranks of the elite, uh, which there won't be because, God, if they do, I'm just going to refer to the elite as the big show for the rest <laughs> of their career because, dear God, they switch uh, their tune as bad as uh, as the big show. Stop. Don't you dare call them the Drip Bucks. I refuse to put <laughs> that up on the screen. I absolutely hate their new outfits that they're wearing now all the time. I refuse. Dylan Dylan calling them the Drip Bucks in our comment section. Um, 
I hate their new personas personally, but I understand why they're doing it. I'm not supposed to like them. So they're doing a good job mm -hmm. of, of uh, marketing them. Uh, we're also going to have Jade Cargill at some point. She's going to uh, come down and have an interview with Tony Schiavone. Uh, we'll see what that's about. Maybe she's interested in getting involved in the title picture, or maybe she has some sort of other uh, plans coming in here. Uh, are you excited to see what Jade's up to? I mean, she's a specimen. Oh, yeah, for sure. She's, she's an, one hell of a competitor. I'm, in, I'm excited to see what she has planned to do in her career here in AEW. So who knows? I don't know about jumping in the championship match. You know, she had to get in line. Britt Baker obviously has paved the way and er, you know, earned it, deserves it. So. But she could be both Britt Baker and Garajita mm. if they were if it was a handicap match, she oh, could beat on. them. Oh, uh, uh, she's that, the same. That, but. that I agree. However, Britt Baker still got to be champion. So, <laughs> and now we have another announcement here. Cody Rhodes said he's making an announcement uh, for the next pay per view coming up. So I am interested to see what that is going to be. It's for double or nothing. Um, Maybe they're going to do another ladder match or mm. uh, or maybe some sort of uh, battle royal or something like that. I just am not excited uh, enough yet because they didn't give me enough information. Uh, and I'm a little nervous as to what it could be. Maybe they're introducing women's tag team titles. Um, that, that could be the only thing. Maybe we need another women's belt. Um, uh, Dylan's asking us if we have any ideas. What do you think, Noah? Hmm. You know, I mean, every time in wrestling, they have to hype up a lot of things. So obviously this is them hyping up whatever Cody has to say of announcing it before that Cody's going to say something. You know what I mean? So we all get excited. Brandy's and double pregnant. And, sp and speculate <laughs> and whatever else. Um, I, I'm not a thousand percent sure. Maybe Cody's going to challenge somebody. Maybe Cody's going to go out there and I don't know, uh, and say something. I would be very excited if it was some type of ladder match. That would be dope. Um, I wouldn't be too shocked, as you said, if it was a battle royal. That would make sense too. Uh, ooh, what if he challenge? You know what, Dylan? That that's what I was saying. A challenge. That's that's a good idea. Cody versus Christian Cage at Double or Nothing. I love it. Um, that's kind of how I was going with is. Cody challenging so someone. Nothing, I don't know if it'll be title in related. He just goes after someone big or announces someone new coming to the uh, company, like the Yes Man, oh. Daniel Bryan, is Dude, a free agent. You imagine, and oh. Daniel Bryan is a potential signee of Ring of Honor. Currently, he is currently talking to Ring of Honor, uh, but. Mm. Uh, I mean, if they could keep that on the DL and Daniel Bryan were to come mm -hmm. out, uh, we got Marty Skrull, Daniel Bryan, all these free agents in wrestling right now who could potentially be this announcement. I feel like, Dylan, we have said Marty Skrull eight times since AEW became uh, a, a business. I'm done saying Marty Skrull because <laughs> I just get my hopes up and I get let down. And then we get Ethan Page. Hey, yay! Um, sorry, yeah, Kyle, Daniel Bryan, all the way. I'm in. Uh, yeah, if it's Daniel Bryan, man, uh, oh, oh, you imagine that would be insane. That'd be um, wild. What if, but, what if Cody challenges Daniel Bryan? And it's not even an. Uh, I mean, that would be wild. Be if, if, if if Daniel Bryan doesn't even have a contract yet, and he's just like, "Hey, asshole, get your ass over here. We got some unfinished business." Oh, and uh, and oh, oh, baby. You know he's called him. 
you know Tony. He has. Oh, he has. Absolutely that's that's business. Of course they have. They, they, so, all right. Let's get, get a comparison. The Yankees talked to Trevor Bauer in the offseason. It's just business. They have to. Are they going to get him? No. But who knows? Well, what, you know? Look at what. What. Hold Wait, on. What do you say? Brian to AEW would not be good. Dylan. Dylan. Daniel Bryan is is an incredible. He's my favorite. You you stop it. Oh, there. Daniel Bryan's one of the best wrestlers in the world. I get it. He's getting older and he has to be a little more cautious. But again, it's another name uh, that would get eyes on AEW. Not that they need names anymore um, because they're so incredible. But speaking of names, Noah, John mm. Moxley is facing Yuji Nugata. I don't know him very well, but I know he is an absolute legend. Legend, superstar. Japan pro wrestling. Uh, and John has apparently been friendly with him his time over in uh, New Japan, but apparently Nagata has been talking some massive shit uh, about John Moxley. So Moxley said, "All right, let's go, bring it." Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think this might be a way to get the IWGP Championship off of John Moxley uh, and give it back to NJPW. So then uh, Omega can go collect yet another belt off of Nagata, so he can beat another legend. But that's just my opinion. Moxley loses this match. I, ooh, I don't know about that one. Uh, I think Mox is going to win. I don't think AW is going to let their guy lose on their own show. I, I don't know. I think they've been way too cocky lately, and they've been getting called out about it. Bully Ray, in particular, has been very loud about mm-hmm. how arrogant and cocky they're being with Kenny Omega and Impact. And I think they're going to bite the bullet on this one, personally. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm, uh, going, I'm going with Moxley. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I, I feel that. I mean, all, overall, we have a very exciting show to look forward to, Noah. I am mm-hmm. personally extremely excited. Remember, everyone, we are indeed streaming live. If you ever want to join the conversation on Facebook, on the Cross and Wrestling Entertainment page, on YouTube at the Bart and Cross uh, Entertainment. Jeez, I forgot the name of our own channel for a second there. Bart and Cross Entertainment YouTube channel and the T-Bard 5195 Twitch channel. You can join us live, and you can also find us wherever you find your favorite podcast, whether it be Spotify or Apple Music or wherever it is you look for it. Uh, please remember, we are not a market substitute for AEW's Dynamite. You, too, can watch Dynamite every day, day, every Wednesday at 8 p.m. on the TNT Network. We do want to remind you all that we are indeed uh, a podcast that is part of the Clovercrest Media Network. If you love podcasts, podcasts, please visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There are 26 shows on the CMG network, and if you don't find one that you like, you can start your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 per month, and clovercrestmedia.com is the website that you need to check out to make sure that you see all of that content. If you visit clovercrestmedia.com, click on the links for all the latest on your favorite CMG sports podcast, as well as blogs and info on all of that. Well, Noah, it has been another successful episode. Thank you mm-hmm. for rejoining us here on the lovely episode of Blood and Guts. This was a absolute banger of an episode, and hopefully we have another one coming. But for now, everyone, we will see you next time. My name is Tyler Bard. That there is Noah Cross, and we will see you on the next episode of the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.
listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.